Hello, and welcome back for another episode of the Accessible Technology Podcast with me, Phoebe Slough. For those of you who are new, this is a podcast all about the most accessible everyday technologies and what they are if you are a disabled person as well as covering what technologies are less accessible and results so sometimes gives technology companies advice on how to make their technology even more accessible. However, there is good news if you have made it all the way to this episode because this means that I have finally managed to achieve my goal of earning all the videos that I uploaded to the YouTube channel into a podcast by August because by the time this episode comes out I'll have achieved that goal with just a couple of days to spare. You can listen to this podcast by searching for it on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, Google Podcasts, except that is only until April, and Spotify. So please check it out if you would like to keep on following what's coming up in the next episode. However, if you'd like to support the podcast and the content I produce in other ways, you can also support it by going over to the Thebes Journalism Buy Me A Coffee page, where you will also be able to find exclusive episodes that aren't part of the podcast, as well as checking out a shop that I plan to open at some stage where you'll be able to buy other products, so please consider checking it out. In this episode, however, you're going to be hearing part two of my customised DSi reviews, and which I'll be reviewing five more games that I have tried out on it recently. But just in case you haven't been following along with all of the previous coverage that I have uploaded on this customised DSi, here's some background information on all the struggles I have had with DS systems and handheld systems over the years and a wee bit of background information about the history of the DS as well. So the Nintendo DSi was first released 
back in 2008. And it was the first on Salty Be Released. It was the first to include a camera and an audio player, as well as being the second to get the web browser, which allows you to connect to the internet. But nonetheless, it was also the first DS to lose the Game Boy Advance slot, which allowed gamers who play Game Boy games on a DS. However, adding to the disappointment, while the console was groundbreaking for the time, there was still another downside to it, and to another couple of DSs as well, and that was that not all the games were fully accessible if you were physically disabled. That was something that I faced quite a lot as a child. However, more recently, I was able to convince special effects the gaming reality to create a customised DSi for me. It has an external switch port plugged into the status port that helps to act as the L and R buttons if I plug an external switch into them. And that's what I'm going to be covering again in today's episode. I have a days. Important for me to add as well that, as usual, the main part of the audio comes from a video that I originally uploaded to my YouTube channel a few weeks ago. And since this is just an audio podcast and there's no video footage, here's the list of games that I will be reviewing in this Tycoon DS, Women's Murder Club for the DS, Ratatouille DS, Sonic Chronicles, The Dark Brotherhood and The Christmas Carol for the DS. But now that I've went through all of that, let's get straight into part two of my review. So starting us off as the first game on the list is to take in for the DS. Similar to how Brain Training acted as the last time I did one of these. Do Tycoon is also a game that I played quite a lot as a child, but I'm not able to play it a lot better. So Do Tycoon anyway, for those of you who haven't heard of it before and who are now only learning about it for the first time, it's basically a strategy game developed by Blue Fang and published by Waddleby and it's basically a game that allows you to 
I really think that if you're into Ratatouille, then you might be better buying the Food Frenzy version of the game, as it's basically the game version of one of the many games, because that part of it you only have to slice various foods. Number 4. Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood is an adventure slash platform game which was developed by BioWare and published by Sega. And it is basically the Sega's mascot's first role-playing game. Rated 7 plus and allowing for 1 to 2 players, the game opens on a holiday that Sonic is taking after another battle with Dr. Eggman, but soon enough he then gets a call from Tails to let him know that Knuckles has been kidnapped and that the Chaos Emeralds are disappearing. The game is really an accessible one if you have limited movement because you play the entire game with the touch screen which does make it a lot more accessible for people who can't use their hands. Yes, that is something that some people have complained about but I really think it's a good thing overall. And finally at number five we have a Christmas Carol even though if this video is being uploaded during the summer but apologies guys the year has gone way too quickly for me but who would deny Christmas in the middle of summer? Inspired by the classic by Charles Dickens and based off the animated Disney film A Christmas Carol is an adventure slash puzzle game that is rated 7 plus and which was developed by Sumo Digital and published by Disney Interactive Apologies if I am pronouncing the name of the first company wrong with my Northern Ireland accent. So you basically control the game by blowing recording into the microphone and while using the stylus to pull, shake, drag, rattle and, and, and to interact with everything else in Scrooge's world. And so far, it has been really accessible. But now, as part of my conclusion, I just want to explain that I bought all of these games back in February. But so far, I've had a really good time playing most of them. And possibly a wee bit too much fun at times especially in relation to Women's Motor Club. No, not all of these games are accessible and I am disappointed in the Ratatouille game. 
as I would have liked settings that let you choose whether or not you would like to map everything to the touch screen so that the user could choose which layout works better for them. But as it's an old game now, yeah, it's not likely anything's going to happen. But other than that, all the other games have been fantastic. And so far, I believe I can get to the end of all of them, especially the ones with the story mode. But now that I finished going through all of these games and giving you some of my thoughts, let me ask, have you bought any of Nintendo's handheld consoles in the past? And how accessible did you find them if you did? Were there any games you found more? accessible than others and what in your opinion could make handheld gaming devices even more accessible well if you would like to pass on some of your thoughts you can include them in a review wherever you're listening to this on as well as via the contact pages over on my EL Tech Reviews.co.uk website or on my other website, bbloud.com. If you're interested in watching the other videos that I have uploaded to YouTube in regards to accessible technology you can find more by searching for pl tech reviews on youtube or going into the episode notes or the description of this podcast but if you would also like to see a couple of my accessible tourism reviews as well as my film tv theater reviews and political videos if you want to see everything else that i do journalism rise you can find all of them as well by searching for feed style journalism on youtube and there's also a podcast version of everything that I cover on there if you would prefer a video briefers of everything that I cover on Feedstout Journalism which you can find by searching for the Feedstout Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, Google Podcasts and Spotify. And of course, there is also the Phoebe's Journalism by Me A Coffee page again. And that's where you'll be able to find some exclusive episodes of this podcast that aren't actually part of it. Plus, you'll have the opportunity to give me a one-time donation. This podcast has been recorded 
on the 15th of August because the next couple of weeks are going to be extremely busy. So I've just got everything done now just so I don't have to rush as much. I don't currently know what the next few episodes that come out are going to be on exactly but I will tell you now about a couple of the topics that I do want to get into in the next few weeks and months. So one of my ideas is to do something in relation to the news that Elon Musk has changed Twitter's name to X, but I'd also really be interested in giving a couple more reviews and relation to various bits of tech that I got in and have been using throughout this year, including a short speaker for my Amazon Echo, a lighting kit that I bought in, and maybe a couple of headphones as well, and very possibly the latest iOS features and what I really like about all of them. As well as that, I would be interested in investigating some AI platforms and softwares and investigating into whether or not AI is something that we should be scared of or not. But we'll see as the weeks and months go on. Another thing I would be interested in doing, however, would be a tutorial on how you can create your own sound effects using your phone or a tablet with things that you have around your house or that are easily accessed. So please tell me if you would be up to hearing about that if you like the sound of it. I plan to update this podcast three times a week and that is still at the minute the plan going forward. But to tell you the truth, guys, I am getting invited to quite a number of meetings over Zoom with some staff in various sectors on the journalism industry. So I might have to change everything for work purposes, although I will still make this as regular as I can. If you would like to support me over my socials, you can do so by searching for at Thiebslau on Twitter or by searching for the real Thiebslau on Instagram. You can also follow the Thiebslau Equifuse site if you have 
word Vesicoid, however, as none of that's actually um, safe just you to know. So, to support me by either subscribing to the YouTube channel and by following the podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all in the next one, whenever that will be. Bye!